0: This is the Emergency Medical Minute. The Emergency Medical Minute is excited to announce that we are now offering AMA PRA Category 1 credits via online course modules. To access these and for more information, visit our website at www.emergencymedicalminute.com/cme courses or Simply click on the link in our show notes and create an account. All right, good morning. This is your daily medical minute. I brought some bagels for you to touch with your COVID hands. Uh, All right, so I was listening to some medical education recently and they referred to this little topic that I'd never heard anything about. They were talking about an elderly patient who came in and they were kind of resuscitating the patient. And in the midst of this, the wife said he has a pacemaker. And it was pertinent to their resuscitation, and so they kind of looked at the x-ray, didn't see any pacemaker, like palped all over the patient, got him exposed, no pacemaker, like nothing, couldn't find a pacemaker. And so they just proceeded with their resuscitation as per usual. And then, after the fact, um, found out that the patient had a tiny, tiny, tiny pacemaker. Has anyone ever heard of these? So there's a new technology that's actually not that year new. It's a few years old, um, probably been around for about three or four years have no idea how much it's being used in the Denver market, but they're basically these tiny, completely intracardiac pacemakers. So they have uh, just a tiny little capsule that resides within the heart, nothing external, uh, and no wires, no leads to fractures. So these were basically approved based on a New England Journal study, which was published in 2015. Uh, And it's by Medtronic. Of course, it's industry-sponsored. You know, there's a profit to be made by using these, and so the industry did the study. They basically uh, took about 500 patients, but analyzed the data on 300, where they randomized them to either getting... Actually, they didn't randomize them. They got got these tiny little intracardiac pacemakers, and then they had two goals. They wanted to get greater than 85% in terms of no complications and success in pacing. And in their results, they actually had like 90% success rate in pacing people successfully, and then they had a complication rate of about 6.7%. So those complications were getting dislodged and needing to be retrieved with a catheter, uh, cardiac perforation, which doesn't sound good, and then just failure to pace where it had to be replaced eventually. But the basic idea is these things come preloaded in a sheath on a catheter. My understanding is you usually go into the femoral vein rather than the uh, left subclavian, which they like for conventional pacemakers. you just snake that thing up, um, find the right ventricle, and then retract the sheath. Now these are only single ventricle or single chamber pacers. So a lot of newer pacers will have two leads where you get a, a kick from the atrium and then a kick from the ventricle. And these can't do that, they're very simple. They don't have like an AICD function, um, for example, but they do have several advantages. They don't have the complications that come with usual pacemakers where you can get a hematoma in the pocket. You can get pocket infection. You can get the leads fracturing or you can get the leads kind of migrating. So the picture is here. So they're really tiny. You can see a, a conventional size pacemaker and then you, see, you, can, you can see a quarter. So they're only like 2.5 centimeters long or a little less than that. The volume, is, uh, total volume is only a mil. So they have these little prongs that deploy and they, and they literally just like hook it into your flesh like a fish hook um, when they put that thing in. Uh, interestingly, so how, how long is battery life? What do you guys think? So, so they're now on the second generation, and the first generation were supposed to be uh, up to 12 years battery life, which is pretty impressive. So if you think, you know, you put it in a 70-year-old, there's a good chance that they may not ever need pacemaker replacement. Um, they're now on their second generation of these devices, and the battery life is a little bit shorter, maybe somewhere around six years or so. So what do, what do you do when this thing is dead and they need a new pacemaker So the idea is you can retrieve it, but it's a pretty complex procedure. The idea would be you just turn it off, and then they get a conventional pacemaker. So just like a regular pacemaker, these can be programmed and interrogated transcutaneously. You just put up a little sensor, and you can read it or reprogram it. And um, cost, what do you think about cost? They probably wouldn't be made if there wasn't like a profit to be made, right? 60 grand. grand. oh, that's a good, you should go work for Medtronic. (laughs) No, they're actually cheaper than that. So a conventional um, single-lead pacemaker costs $2,500 to $5,000. And these bad boys cost um, $10,000. But they are supposed to have, again, a longer battery life, or at least the first-generation ones did. And, um, and there's certainly fewer complications. They did a follow-up study, and the data was just presented like a year ago. This was the, uh, what it is, the MICRA-CED study. And they found that there was actually a significantly lower complication rate, about 3% with these versus 9% with a conventional pacemaker. And um, if you want to read more, which I know you do, or at least the Medical Minute listeners do, there's a great summary uh, from June 10, 2019 in the American Cardi- College of Cardiology called the Leadless Pacemaker. So. Next time I talk to our cardiology group, I'll ask them how often we're using these. I haven't actually seen these in our market, although it's really subtle on an x-ray. This case that I started the medical minute with where they couldn't find the pacemaker, when they went back and looked on the x-ray, there was actually this tiny little thing on the x-ray that they just assumed was external to the patient or was maybe a lead or something like that because it was so small. So I've got the picture here if you want to come take a look. That's it. Thanks. Hello, EMM listeners. We are dedicated to providing you with high-quality, educational content, free of charge and without ads. As a nonprofit organization, we rely solely on donations. So if you enjoy our show and are able to make a one-time or recurring donation to help cover our operational costs, any amount is helpful in making this show possible. Click the link in our show notes to make a donation. Thank you.